0: designed with women in mind. As we delve into what it means to be a true follower of Christ and how to navigate our daily lives, my prayer is simply that my speech will be theologically sound and that our words will be encouraging and life-giving. We will have different guests in the weeks to come and will be looking from various perspectives while staying ever true to God's Word. The title of the podcast is Beautiful Imperfection, As we go about our busy, chaotic lives, we tend to focus on the doing and not the being of who God created us to be. We sometimes get it backwards. In this podcast, we will discuss from week to week the being, our identity in Christ, produces the doing, and that the doing is an overflow of who we are in Him. We are imperfect in every way, but Jesus is perfect. The beauty in our imperfection is Him. So wherever you are in your season of life, if you're in your car, in your laundry room, or sitting in your favorite chair, grab a cup of coffee and take a deep breath. Relax and listen in as we look and talk about what being in Christ really means and how the Bible explains that it is not our imperfection that makes or breaks us, but that it is his perfection that covers us and that we can find rest in that promise. Then we serve him out of an abundance of love that only comes through him. Lean in with us. Here we go. Welcome back. We're so excited for part two of what we started talking about with Susan Spear last week. And I'm here with Lindsay and we want to continue the story. And if you missed that, you definitely need to go back and listen to next week. Uh, Last week's podcast for this one as well. So, Susan, if you could just pick right up where we (laughs) left off. Not
1: hard to do, is it? Not hard to
0: do.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, when I got sober, you know, I put the alcohol down. And uh, that was July 7th, 1990. It was a big day, one that I'll never forget. Um, I put the alcohol down and, like, oversimplified it like, okay, I've done it. You know, but now I had to go through this process of working these steps and really taking a deep dive and looking at myself. And my sponsor had shared who Christ was, and I didn't doubt her. I believed her, but I don't think I received him. Mm. I You know, it's a process for some of us. Some of us have a bam moment, yeah. and some of us have to – put those puzzle pieces in place. And I think that's okay. God knows exactly what we need. And he knew what I needed by putting my friend in, in the right place. And so we're going through the steps. And part of these steps is dealing with the anger and the resentment. And I made my list and I shared my list and all was great. But I would say when I really, if I was really honest, I was still so full of fear. Mm -hmm. and so full of anger that I then began to think, and I think a lot of Christians do this, I have to look good. I mean, I have to look like I'm working this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I had to look like I'm working the program, even if down deep inside, I was still not really sure. Mm -hmm. And so I started looking good. I did that well, actually. Mm -hmm. I did that very good. I could live a double life pretty good. So I was still full of anger. Even though I done the work I really hadn't I thought I had and I think sometimes in in our walk with God we think we're doing what he's asking us only to really find out that we're doing it Mm. and we're not letting him work Mm. I'm still in the way and I think I was still in the way and I will never forget um just through circumstances she began to look at my life and going Hmm. Yeah. Something's <laughs> not not quite right. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's like an accountability partner. And she knew and she told me this later. She goes, I knew I was gonna have to confront you and I knew that it would either um we would either walk away stronger as sisters in Christ, you know, or it would break us apart and you would be very angry with me. Mm-hmm. And so she asked me to come over to her house and I went over to her house and I'm thinking we're going to have a girl's night because her husband was a firefighter and oh, he spent one night out of three or four or whatever away. Right. And so we could have a girl's night, you know, like popcorn movies and that sort uh-huh. of things so that the G rated girl's night, <laughs> 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 what I used to do. Yeah. What your church friends
0: did when you. Were- <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So I went over there and she and I will never forget sitting on that couch. She looked at me and she goes. We're not having a girl's night. I have to talk
0: to you. We're having a come to Jesus moment.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And she said, you are living a double life again, basically. I don't remember her exact words, but basically she was saying, I see right through you. Mm -hmm. And I am not seeing God working in your life. The enemy was right there. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that because I remember very vividly the anger that welled up inside of me. I mean, I, I really could have put my hands around mm-hmm. her throat because I'd done a lot of work. right? <laughs> and how yeah. dare she say I hadn't done a lot of work. She goes, you aren't anywhere near step, whatever. Mm-hmm. You are back at one. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, I'm leading meetings. <laughs> yeah. I'm sponsoring people. Do you know what I'm the doing? box Do you know over here you're yeah. talking to? I was so angry that God was there too. And I remember very clearly seeing this road mm. open up in front of me. I saw two paths: "Go back the way you came, girl." Mm. And I thought, "Oh, I've been down that road. I don't want to go down that road again. It was horrible or go down this path, Mm. and you can't see past receiving Christ. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I know what's down there. And there is no um, great, you know, virtue in my decision other than I need Jesus. Mm. You know, it really was a moment of I will will take the help, and I broke. Mm. In that moment, I broke in a way that I didn't on July 7th with the alcohol. I broke with my life. And I said, Lord, if I have to start back at kindergarten, mm.
0: I'll,
1: I'll whatever, you know, don't leave me. Don't leave me in this mess. And I cried for the first time in a way I'd never mm. cried. All the fear, all the anger. It's like I didn't have to pretend anymore. Right. You know, when I went to AA, I didn't have to pretend about the drinking and the mistakes I made and the big stories that we could all tell about the things we did and stole or whatever. But with her, I could be real about how afraid I was that I couldn't be what God wanted me to be. Yeah. I didn't know how. Right. And she was like, Susan, nobody, nobody knows that. how. So that was my real moment where my life completely shifted. Mm-hmm. And that night, I remember laying in bed, mm-hmm. looking at her ceiling in the living room. I got the, the fold-out couch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And laying there looking up, thinking, I just give it to you. Mm. I don't know who you are. I thought I knew who you were, but I really, Lord, I just don't know Mm. anything. And that moment, when I, the difference was reading God's word and reading, just reading. Mm. And reading God's word going, wow, wow, you know. And I started reading through James as I shared. Mm -hmm. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds, because the testing of your faith will develop perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete Mm. in everything. And I thought that's where I am. I'm completely in the trial. (laughs) But I was grateful because I also knew I understood discipline. And I understood that because my friend loved me. She was willing to confront me with something Mm -hmm. hard and heavy and be honest, Mm -hmm. but that God loved me too. And he was going to discipline me. And that's what he was doing. He was disciplined me, Mm -hmm. but God never does that without a purpose. And if I was already walking in pain, the reality was I was already in pain. Right. But if I was going to hurt, I wanted God's hand in it Mm -hmm. so he could take that hurt and I could live a different life. And that's what he began to do. He began to take all those hurts. He took all of the hang-ups. He took all of my fears. And he began to show up in a really mighty way and just bringing healing. And it was through his word and reading. And I can remember sitting, reading scripture going, have you ever read that?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and she was like, yes, dear. <laughs>
0: I have read it. <laughs> but, and isn't it amazing, though? But I still get that sometimes. I've read it oh, and yes. read it and read it. And there are certain times, whatever season maybe we're in in our life or whatever's going on in our life at the time, circumstances, mm-hmm. whatever it is, or maybe just looking at it with fresh eyes. Yeah. And then God's saying, "Just, I mean, just smacking you with something that <laughs> you know you've read over and over and over again, but you look at that in a different way or it speaks to you in a different way. Um, and I think what you just shared is so um, amazing that your defiance was released. Yes, because Jesus took that defiance and replaced it with His compassion, even though you knew you were going to go through, still going to go through difficulty. Oh,
1: and I think about what He. he you can talk about God, mm-hmm. and I was talking about God. I didn't know him. Right. And when I began to really know him, that he was loving me through this mess I had created, he wasn't turning me away. Right. He saw it all. He saw even the things that I wanted to do and didn't get a chance to do. Thank you, Lord, for that. (laughs) But he loved me just the same. It never changed. And I'm so grateful that when I went back to my group and shared with them, you know, what was going on, where I was, I was stepping down from running meetings and I was now a participant. Right <laughs> yeah. back to step one. But I began to share with them, you know, that God was real. God wasn't a theory. He wasn't a thought. He wasn't an idea. He wasn't a concept. He was real. Right. And he became real to me. And I, the funny thing is, is I had a friend who I was going to church at this point. I joined a church and it was a good Bible teaching church, and I was learning a lot. But one of my friends in church, and they really knew nothing. Like, I didn't share any of my recovery with them at all. They knew nothing of it. But he looked at me, and he said, Susan, mm. what has changed in you? Mm. Even the lines in your face are gone mm. because I was so stressed out all the time. I was wound a little tight, yeah. <laughs> but I was able to release and let go. And what a gift. I just felt like I had been given such a huge gift mm. that Jesus loved me so much that he did for me what I could not do for myself. And when I really understood what the cross represented, I remember that first Easter. Mm. I'd been through how many Christmases, how many yeah. Easter's but I had become a Christian right before Easter, and I remember just hearing it all for the first time, really, just the, pot, the price. You know, he knew what he was doing. You know, he knew that when he was born on this earth, and this was what it was finally explained to me. He was born on this earth for the sole purpose of dying for my sins because mm-hmm. I couldn't pay that price, but he paid it for me. And when I received it, what a burden lifted. I really understood grace. I really understood uh, just spiritual freedom yeah. and growing, finally, understanding who God was. Yeah. So fast forward then to then, did you get
0: baptized and then you met your husband Okay, on out?
1: <laughs> well, the husband part took a little time. Took a little longer.
0: <laughs> well, walk us through that because I think there's, you know, moments in time where I know... Listeners are also thinking, you know, still, what is my life going to look like now? I'm going to all of a sudden have everything figured out in a sense of,
1: I'm going to have a husband and I'm going to have a godly husband that has this and then I'm going to have kids and, you know, all your beautiful life that comes to fruition. Tell us now, like, what what came to be. (laughs) Well, this is kind of funny. Okay, When I joined the church that we were going to, um, we had been invited to a bunch of different churches, so my roommate and I were trying to figure out where to go to church, and we went to this church, and we joined, and um, I did get baptized, but when I was thinking about joining, I was like, well, I want you, because the ladies came to visit me at home, explain to me exactly where this church is, you (laughs) know. Like, what did I know? I knew nothing. (laughs) But I did. When when I became a Christian, I realized I really, I had been baptized at like 12 or 13 through confirmation, but I really was not baptized. I didn't really understand what I was doing then. It was just something you did. So when I went forward to get baptized, and I remember when Brother Ron was going to baptize me, I knew what it represented that I was, as he was baptizing me, it was like, it was all oh, getting washed away mm. when he pushed me in the water and brought <laughs> me back out again. It was like I understood what that cleansing was. I knew exactly what Jesus had done. Mm-hmm. And I wanted the world to know. But as far as a husband, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was this all started when I was about 22. I was 22 when I got sober. Oh. And I wanted to get married and I wanted to have a family young, <laughs> which is so funny. All the fairy tales. So, not my story. <laughs> <laughs> but I um, needed time for healing. And I was um, dating different guys and it just nothing. It just mm-hmm. didn't work. So, I just gave up. I thought, I'm not getting married. <laughs> I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. So, as soon as I let go of it, mm-hmm. um, I was 30 years old when I met my husband. And we started dating, and I didn't know that I liked him at
0: all. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all kind of feel that sometimes. Oh my God, I that's gonna... the one we end up with. but yeah, yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> That's for another podcast. That's another podcast. Uh, but, you
1: know, I actually, we dated, and I wouldn't let him even hold my hand. I'm like, oh. Let's just stay over there. <laughs> so we dated a while, and I broke up with him because I was like, I don't know. I don't think I want to date this guy there was some other stuff going on and I'm like he needs to learn some boundaries you know it was just oh, yeah. he's really a very strong-willed type he's like an an ex-navy pilot so he is when he wants something you know he's working on it and I was like <laughs> yeah. no I don't think so so I broke up with him and we were not dating for a couple of months and I thought call that Jerry guy and see how he's doing. <laughs> And the funny thing is I didn't get him when I called him. I got his voicemail, and I heard his voice. And it's the funniest thing because I fell in love with him. Yeah. Just listening to his voice, I was like, oh, no, I really do love him, and I kind of miss him, and <laughs> oh. I, I want to <laughs> date him. And so we started dating, and we were married within a few months. Because oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, okay, I found him. I am not waiting anymore. <laughs> yeah, yep. So we got married, and, um, and, you know, I'm grateful because I think – having walked through all that I walked through prepared me for marriage and having children, which is a whole nother podcast because (laughs) it's, it's a tough road. I mean, it's really difficult. There's what the world shows you. It looks like, and then there's the reality and, and living through the reality, but always knowing, you know, um, my sponsor told me a long time ago when things get complicated and you begin to feel overwhelmed, go back to the basics. Mm pray and read your Bible, you know, and I thought whenever things get complicated, there's two things I can do. I can pray and I can can read my Bible. I may not have the answers for anything,
0: but I can do that. So, and through doing that, God gives us answers, right? He does. And, and uh, so, so how long have you been married?
1: Um, now they're going to do the math. Oh, <laughs> <Well>, no. Sorry. <laughs> Never mind. No. <laughs> a long time. <laughs> We've been married 23 years. 23 years. Yeah.
0: So God has been redeeming your time. Yes. And I think that's just amazing. But, you know, the, the the great thing about Susan's story and Lindsay's story and my story and all of your stories who know Christ is that wherever you were at whatever point in your life, Jesus comes to us and and takes us and does that make everything you know rainbows and no Mm -mm. it it doesn't there's still storms there's but where do we go we go back to what we know to do which is the basic mechanics of christianity
1: yes which is
0: praying and reading god's Mm -hmm. word so god has the power to show us who's god right Mm -hmm. yes Yes. so thank you (laughs) going on in our life he has that power to show us because we look at things in the world and we think like in your life and our lives and people look at us and think oh everything's wonderful and this is I mean don't get mad at me but this is what I hate about social media (laughs) is that we get on social media and we look at everybody's life and we think oh man that's what I want my life to be listen once they finish that post their life's like your life and it's not like what's on there (laughs) Yes. so um just you know it's not always real and so but Jesus is always real, Amen. Absolutely. And God, what God does in our life is always real. And He comes in sometimes like a hurricane to shake things up. He does. He does. <laughs> he comes sometimes like a rushing wind. Sometimes it's like a lazy river. Maybe you don't know <laughs> need. <rushing. laughs> and I like those lazy rivers, but um, or sometimes it's rushing waters. But He is always a gentle thunder in our life. And what I mean by that is He's compassionate, but He's powerful. So in his power and in his compassion, all that we face, he is always with us and he's leading us and guiding us through that. Um, Isaiah 43, 2 says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. He redeems the time. And in Joel 2.25, he says, I will repay you for the years the locust has eaten. I love this. Amen. And then he breaks down what kind of locust. He says, the great locust and the young (laughs) locust, the other locusts, and even the locust swarm. Mm. My great army I sent among you. So in all of our lives, and Susan, you mentioned in James 1, and I would just encourage um, our listeners to go back and to listen, to read that um, and see what God is telling us and how he takes us from one place to another place. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't leave us in between. So, you, you know, Satan's always working, but God's always there and God's always stronger what we decide to do with that is up to us. So we make the decision, just like you said, you saw the two roads. Yes. And you saw the road to destruction and to death of where you had been. Yeah. And then you saw the road to life. Mm-hmm. And Jesus was on that road. And as we walk through this world, we are on the, sometimes we're we're running opposite of what the world's running. And that's a really difficult place to be. But mm-hmm. God says, I can, I'll go with you, I'll take you through it, so, and one thing that I'd like to say, if you're out there, and you're not really understanding this life, I want you to to follow through, and there's a link at the end that you can go to that tells you how you can receive Christ as well, but I also want to say that a lot of times we feel like people say things to us, and maybe, it, it's more of a shaming than a convicting. And, and to me, they're the ones who should be ashamed. But anyway, <laughs> but God convicts, mm-hmm. God forgives, and God redeems. Yes. Satan kills, Satan steals, and Satan destroys. And so healing comes only through Christ, and shame comes from Satan and the mouths of those he uses. <laughs> so um, that may be a whole book, a podcast on its own, too, yes. but I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I just want to say that he heals completely, not always in the way we think. No, no. Actually, in my experience, it's rarely like I think. <laughs> but I know that this is who he always is and that he's always working. We may not see it, but that's where faith comes in. Yeah. yeah. So I want to just um, leave you with that today, and I pray that you will go to... Um, um, the, the links, and if you want to send us anything, you can go to women at crosslifechurch.com and email there. But I'd like to pray us out if I could. absolutely God, thank you so much for today and for the opportunity that we've had um, to share. And thank you for Susan and for Lindsay for sharing with us. And, and for you out there, I pray for you that if you do not know Christ, that today would be the day that you would allow your divine to flee, and that you would make a choice to follow him, because it is a choice, and it's not, it is a one-time choice for salvation, but it's a daily choice Mm -hmm. to follow, Mm -hmm. so God, I pray that you would continue to lead us in all that we do, and all that we say, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you for joining us today. I hope you have gleaned something of value that will help you in your day-to-day lives and draw you closer to living fully in who God designed you to be. Until next time, you are beautiful in His sight. If you've been thinking and listening to us and wondering, how can this become a reality in my life? How, does, how can my identity be in Christ? and you've never received him, I'd like to give you the opportunity to do that right now by praying a sinner's prayer. It's a very simple prayer, and it goes like this. Lord, thank you so much for loving me. Thank you for going to the cross and dying for my sins. I open up my heart. I ask you to come in. Please forgive me for everything that I've done and help me to walk with you as I follow you in my life. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we would love to connect with you and help you as you start your life in Christ. Please visit thebestnews.org.